Welcome to Talking Threads. My name is Jordan, and these are conversations to explore the different themes and elements we see through the narrative of the Bible. The idea is that by inviting different voices and perspectives to dialogue about these themes, that we will all be challenged to learn and explore. Some of the thoughts and topics that we'll talk about will be us just thinking out loud. It won't all be polished and packaged in a way that is meant to be definitive answers or statements. There may be ideas that we disagree with, thoughts that are inconclusive, and maybe even some concepts that stretch or challenge our thinking. And that's okay. The idea here is simply this. Let's have a conversation around these topics and see what we discover. If you have any questions about what we discuss, you can reach out to podcast at faithchapel.cc and I will personally respond. On this episode, I am joined by my sister-in-law, Deanne Carpenter. I've known Deanne since I was in high school, before I met my now wife, and it was an honor to have Deanne talk about celebration. We discuss celebration as an act of service, how celebration is a posture, and some tangible ways we can step into celebration. Here's my conversation with Deanne. All right. Well, today on the podcast, we have a very, very, very special guest. I am sitting today with my sister-in-law, <laughs> Deanne. Hello. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> and we've known each other for a long time. And I want to hear a couple of things, Deanne. That's um, right. Okay. First would be, um, who are you? Yeah. What do you get to do with your husband, Brian, who yeah. I've also known for a long time? <laughs> yes. Um, and then if you want to, you could share how how long have we known each other, if there's a story that comes to mind or something, but yeah. give us a little glimpse. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Jordan, this is really wonderful. I actually met you um, while we were doing student ministries here on, on staff at Faith Chapel when you still had hair, curly hair. Yes big glasses, uh-huh. yeah. and you were just this darling boy who played in our worship band, and um, now you're going to be married to my youngest sister, so very exciting. Um, originally, I'm from North Dakota, um, came to Billings with a girlfriend, came to do hair, actually. I went through uh, cosmetology school and then also went through our YVBI uh, Bible Institute uh, that Gary Matzdorf used to run here. Yeah. So really had a heart. I always say I've always been in the transformation business. And so um, when I stopped doing hair, I jumped on staff here and did student ministries alongside Brian and then a team of us, which was a really great experience. And then um, moved over to women's ministries, started teaching and writing Bible studies, and um, and then stepped into a role where my husband and I um, started a nonprofit foundation called Refuge. And I run the women's side of that, Refuge Wild, Women Intentionally Living Deep. So we get to do that with a crew of people. We've got six. 61 people with us on staff in a couple locations, two incredible kids, Asher, he's 11, Ruby, she's nine. And I always feel like if you've ever been to a rodeo, that's what our life really feels like (laughs) is a a real life rodeo, but we're getting pretty good at it. So yeah, that's currently what we do. Um, We're in Wyoming currently, Uh, just finished up Fort Smith here. So we're just kind of praying to see where the fall takes us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the reasons that you popped into my mind because we're talking, we're having a conversation today about celebration, this this idea that weaves its way through, through scripture. That's, you know, there's so many different parties and different things that happen. I mean, you've got all these different stories about Jesus being at festivals and I mean, so many Jewish traditions of festivals and all these things. So we'll dive in there. But, but one of the reasons you came to mind to have this conversation with is you're in the midst of writing a book that's all about 
this topic, all about celebration. And And I think if I remember correctly, you're talking a little bit more specifically even about how to celebrate others and being yeah. an encouraging voice through celebration. Yeah, right? ab- absolutely. So talk to us a little bit okay, about that. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, the book is called Throwing Confetti, Becoming a Voice of Hooray in a Hurting World. And um, that's going to hopefully break this fall at some point. But um, yeah, it really just kind of tears down that idea of competition, comparison, Mm -hmm. what stands in the way of our applause and how to move into uh, cheer, to celebrate, to honor, to uphold other people with our gifts, to be a benefit to them. And so I take a look from the beginning at Genesis 3 when, um, you know, I believe that was humanity's ultimate form of celebration in the garden with God. And it's no surprise to me that that the opposing spirit to celebration, to cheer, is what the enemy uses, the serpent, as a tactic with Eve, you know, when when one of the things he hooks her with is he says, don't you want to be like God? Hmm. Yeah. And I think anytime we try to be like someone else or we compare ourselves, it uh, disrupts our identity. Yeah. And... Um, and then we can move deeper into that if we move into comparison and that kind of thing. And uh, and so celebration is a really big deal. I think it's ultimately what God's restoring us back to. So that's beautiful. Yeah, really passionate about it. Yeah, and and I'm, I actually want to go a little bit deeper on that because Brooks even talked about that in his message. As so this is off script, even a little bit. So um, here's a curveball for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but one of the things that as you were talking about how we're supposed to champion other people and, and, and become this voice of celebration. One of the things that Brooks mentioned in his message uh, last weekend was um, that a party is one of the, I'm going to butcher it, but it was the, the concept of, of a party is one of the great like levelers of a caste system because mm. everybody's welcome at the party. And, and you just kind of even alluded to that, that like, Hey, when we compare, we're starting to create these different levels. Yes. So what, what are your thoughts on even how the, from a, to use an insider Christianese term, like from a kingdom perspective, mm-hmm. what's happening when we invite other people and we become voices of, like, uh, you phrase, like a voice of hooray or a voice of, of advocacy and a voice mm-hmm. of celebration instead mm-hmm. of comparison? How does that level the playing field a little bit, so mm-hmm. to speak? Absolutely. Well, okay, Jordan, here we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I, I think when we look at, like we said, the beginning with Adam and Eve and and her desire to be like God. And and then just one chapter later, we see the some of the first kids, Cain and Abel, um, you know, disrupting celebration. And Cain ends up comparing, and his portion isn't as good, and, um, and he ends up digging a hole, you know, walking with a, a shovel to bury his brother. And I think what you're getting at these days, we really bury each other still mm. with our words, with our keyboards, with social media, with that kind of thing. But you're right, uh, in the kingdom of God, I love in Psalm 23 when, um, <laughs> as David's writing the psalm, and he says, you anoint me at the table in the presence of my enemies. And sometimes I don't think mm. enemies are always... Um, you know, as tangible, but the enemy of comparison, mm-hmm. the enemy of jealousy, the enemy of, um, gosh, bitterness, envy. We've got all kinds of enemies, and I and I think when we get to the table with the Lord, when we we step into that beautiful place of relationship and abiding uh, with Holy Spirit, then. I don't know, we we get to have God's heart, we get His mind, we get those things kind of fall off of us and we get a new perspective. And I think that we can see people through another lens. And I think once we have His heart and His eyes and we really see people the yeah. way 
as He intends us to see them, um, everybody becomes a, a playing field. Yeah, you know, our yeah. gifts and our strengths are meant to be for each other. Yeah. And so often, I don't know why this happens, but you know, we we see our gifts and strengths as a threat to one yeah, another yeah. and not a benefit. Yep. And I know that's something I've got to teach even with my kids when I um, celebrate or affirm Asher, Ruby will get kind of, yeah. well, what about me, mom? Yeah, what yeah, about me? And yeah. I, I get to tell her, hey, Ruby, um, a, a plus, if you will, for Asher doesn't mean a minus for mm-hmm. you. And I have to remind my own self of that. Hey, I'm going to applaud that strength in someone, and it doesn't take away anything right. from me right. because we're all gifted so uniquely. And um, I love in Proverbs 3.27, I remember the Lord handing this to me one time uh, with a co-working experience that wasn't going so well. And um and it says to withhold a blessing from another person or to do good when it is within out within our power to act, um, but withholding that is actually a sin. So I think hmm. when we see a strength in someone or or we see um, yeah, just something they're doing well and we actually don't speak to it when it's within our power to act is is actually a form of of sin mm, in yeah. in the kingdom right. lens, yeah. yeah. Which brings to mind, I've just over the last couple of years looking at the life of David and Saul. Yes, King David, when he was anointed, he wasn't yet the king. Yes, he came with his gifts and his abilities. Yes, which was so different than Saul. Absolutely. And then when Saul sees David, he sees him as a threat because yes. his gifts were different. Yes, and so then he says, "Hey, do it like I do it, and you wear my armor. Yes. You do it the way I would do it." And then when he doesn't, and he has success in his own lane, Saul just gets so defensive, and he compares everything. And there's yes. even you know all the songs that come up. Yes, and it ends up being the beginning of Saul's downfall. Was Absolutely, this comparison game. Absolutely, and so I I I love that perspective of. And I've even a different language, but very similar mm-hmm. is like someone else's success doesn't negate no, my gifting absolutely. or my position, any of those things. Yes. And that's so hard in our culture to 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 arrive there and yeah. to stay there or to to remain there, yeah, or to work with people yeah. with that kind of vantage point. You yep. know, that's the story we tell about Saul. That's the legacy we talk about, not how he grew up the younger generation and partnered right, with right. David, which he could have done. Right. He we could be talking yeah. about his wisdom yep. and his leadership and how he won the next generation. But yep. we don't talk about right. that around right. our Bible study nope. tables or our homes. We it's talk about, <laughs> yes, how yeah. he was envious and jealous. Yeah. And um, you know what I, I love that David did, though, it, it, even when he's um, basically giving his, uh, his talk at his funeral, he says... Um, well, I don't have the verse on me here, Jordan, but it's something really great. But he talks about how he was swifter than eagles and and so such a strong man. And basically what he did was honor him. Mm. And um, I don't know if we can celebrate people well without honoring mm-hmm. them, without really serving them. And uh, that's such a great story for so many reasons. Yeah. But, yeah. So let's, let's, let's zoom out just a little bit from that and talk about some of the some of the different ways that celebration weaves its way through scripture. So, you know, we, we briefly mentioned some of them at the very beginning of the conversation, but, mm-hmm. but give us an overview of some of the stories that you've been either fascinated by yeah. or that like just outline and become hallmarks of, you know, the way that we're invited to step in. Give us, talk about how it just goes all throughout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, <laughs> of course, I think of the the prodigal and 
and how what a picture of God's heart to party, to celebrate, to bring people back into the fold, and what a huge deal that is to Him. And, um, you know, kind of like we touched on Cain and Abel, I, I think that the prodigal, the older son, I think, I wonder sometimes if a lot of us have older son syndrome and um, where we kind of sit in judgment and we get these things confused that celebration doesn't necessarily need our agreement. And, um, but of course, he's such a party God. And we see that so many times, as you mentioned, festivals, three-day celebrations, seven-day, 10-day celebrations. I think about the story of Esther and and where the king, it was a 10-day bender, really, celebrating. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, it's, it's really incredible. But um, apart from just it being an activity, I love I love, here's what Merriam-Webster says about um, the uh, definition of celebration. It's to mark an occasion by festivities, which is what I think we're talking about, parties and that kind of thing, to hold something up for public notice. Um, But it's also to honor, to honor. And that's what I think of when I think about Scripture, um, that one of celebrating's highest form really is to honor and to serve. And um, I think about Philippians 2 that says, we are to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility to consider others better. That's quite a statement. Consider others better than ourselves, to value them, to serve them above ourselves, that we wouldn't look to our interests, but to theirs. And uh, verse 5 goes on to say um, that God took on the nature of a servant as he came to us. And that's what I see throughout scripture, that that service and celebrating really hold hands with each other. And when we think about this idea of celebration, what I really think about is, um, you know, how do we really put other people's interests above ourselves? you know? And how do we honestly, intentionally make their lives better? I think that's the theme throughout scripture is, is servanthood, is, um, is honor, is humility. I wonder if we've lost that a little bit sometimes, but um, yeah, that's what I see. I don't think we can celebrate apart from those things. And when I look at scripture, it's filled with that. One of my favorite stories is in Second uh, Kings 4 with the Shunammite woman. And it's when she sees Elijah, Elisha, uh, the man of God, just walking past her house. And she takes notice of him. And that's all she does. She takes notice and she invites him in to have dinner, which costs her food. And then later she tells her husband, we're going to build a portion on our house. We're going to extend our house so that he can have a home because I'm seeing that when he travels, he needs a place to stay. And so she creates a space for this man of God to rest and to eat. And um, that's really such a beautiful form of celebration. We notice people and we meet a need before they ask us, you know, and ultimately she's wildly blessed for it. But um, yeah, I I don't think people are going to ask to be celebrated, at least, you know, with what we do and the leaders that that we get to serve, people need celebration. They need people to notice them, to honor them, mm-hmm. to serve them. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to ask for that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, maybe it's different with you and Alyssa Jordan. I don't know how much you ask her to honor you and serve yeah, you yeah. and celebrate you. But um, but I don't think that's natural for people. So no. for us as followers of Christ to have an eye for people, just to take notice and use our gifts in whatever way that looks like, you know, it— Celebration costs us something. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost us something. It costs time. It it can be an inconvenience. It costs us finances sometimes, mm-hmm. our resources. Um, yeah, it, it's going to cost us. And um, 
I don't know if we like things that cost us hmm. all that much, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And do you think, you know, going back to even some of what we talk about with that comparison, do you think that there's something in us, I'd love your thoughts on, you know, I, that perspective of celebration being an act of service is really unique. And I, I really like that. I'm like fascinated by that mm-hmm. idea because I wonder if even in our celebration, if if we get stuck going, well, if I celebrate them, then I'm not going to be celebrated. Right. And so like, even as you've been reading and, and, and thinking through this, like how much of that is just continual, just, so, I mean, for lack of a better term, but it probably is it just selfishness where right. we're just going, well, I guess I'm going to worry about me instead of somebody else. Right. So that, th- all those scriptures, I, I wouldn't normally go, hey, this is a verse about celebration. Yeah. But from that act of going, but this is about putting others first. Absolutely. Well, I mean, how do you do that? Well, yeah, lift them up. Them, yeah, because yeah. I think it's a mindset. And, and I think our minds have to shift about what celebration is. And it's it's not just, you know, showing up to a birthday party or lending a cheap applause or liking something on someone's social media. You know, it's it's showing up for people. It's yeah. building them up. It's making their lives better. But, but I do know what you're saying. As soon as you started talking, I started thinking about um, a, co- a couple summers ago, last summer, maybe the summer before, I had a girlfriend who was going to run um, 100 miles in a month. She said, I'm going to do this challenge. I'm going to run 100 miles this month. And I was like... Well, I can't run a hundred miles. I don't want to run a hundred miles. Like, but, it, but it's going to be swimsuit season, and if she's running a hundred miles and I'm not, she's going to look better than me. You know, it's. But I was having this conversation, Jordan, with only myself, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and um, and then I just felt like the Holy Spirit kind of tapped my shoulder, like Tian who's asking you to run a hundred miles? And it's like, I felt so relieved. I was like, oh gosh, no one, no one is. And, but it, but it freed me up to clap my hands for her and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, how am I going to celebrate this win in her life? I'm going to get her a gift card, a a coffee card. I'm going to, you know what I mean? But it's funny that we have to sift through this mindset. It's almost like comparison is the first thing that, that hits us that we've got to filter through. And, um, I don't know when we can see each other for their strengths and their uniqueness and um, and realize it actually has nothing to do with me, right. nothing to right. do with us. I don't know. That truth kind of frees us up and frees our hands to clap for them. And um, yeah, but it is a mindset. It is a heart posture. And, and it, you know, I'll just speak from my perspective. It really takes me being in the Word every day to to renew my mind, to get a kingdom lens, to ask the Lord for His heart, for His mind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I mean, again, going back to that older brother syndrome too, is, mm-hmm. is it's when we celebrate others well, it would seem like that beginning posture would be to set ourselves aside and not go, this has... Like you, you just mm-hmm. said it. Like, oh, this isn't about me. Yeah, <laughs> like this has nothing to do with me. Yeah, this is about them. <laughs> which I mean, sounds <laughs> so simple. And their goals and their hopes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And it seems like, well, yeah, like so obvious. Mm-hmm. Yet it's almost muscle memory to then to draw ourselves. And, and I had this conversation with um, with AJ Swoboda a, mm. a, a couple episodes ago, and we talked about how we tend to make ourselves the heroes of our own story. Yes, absolutely. And so we just constantly get stuck going, well, if I'm the hero, then, I mean, and that would make sense right. there too. Like, I mean, to inject myself yeah. in your story to go, how, well, how can you be running hundred miles when <laughs> I'm the one who's supposed to finish the race? Like, <laughs> totally. Like, you know? Yeah. And so I wonder if even in our, I wonder if some of it's culture, I mean, of course, some of it's culture, absolutely. but if we, Maybe part of celebrating is even going, mm-hmm. I'm not the hero and mm-hmm. I don't need to be the hero this time. And Absolutely. how can I make somebody else the hero of 
Yeah, it, yeah, and it's maintaining our own identity of what the Lord is saying about us Absolutely. because yeah. we always have a couple options. I think when we hear, you know, a story like that where where someone's just trying to do something well, we can do a couple things. We can start to shrink, like you know, I feel small. They're doing sure. so good, yeah. and we shrink ourselves a little bit, or we do the opposite and we really puff ourselves mm-hmm. up. Like I've got to prove something. I've got to, you know whatever, post my platform or position or talk about my strength, you know, so we can shrink or we can puff up. And um, I think the way to keep that right posture is is to get settled into who we know we are in yeah. the Lord, yeah, yeah, and own our uniqueness. Yeah, yeah and, and I, <clears throat> I mean, so many things come back to our being confident in our own identity yeah. and who we are and who God says we are. And so I, I love even just that, that anchor point of, because w- once that confidence is there, really the rest should and yeah. can can fall into place yeah, because it, there's absolutely. a sense of security that oh it I'm okay I know yes. I know who he says I am so absolutely I can be this person yeah I can invite them to the table here yes. they're not encroaching encroaching on that. so as a kind of a segue Deanne, how did this become something that was a big deal for you yeah oh, okay well Jordan. Gosh, when I grew up, I was an athlete in high school and in college, and so I played on teams all my life. And in a team setting, you um, you know you have to rely on other people being great. Yep. You know you have to rely on their strength. You understand that. And um, and I think when I uh, got to the church, stepped into that environment. Um, I, I started noticing what we talked about, that maybe gifts and strengths were more looked at as a threat than a blessing. Mm. And I'm a, I'm a real principle person, right and wrong kind of justice. And when I look at the scriptures, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't relate <laughs> yeah, at I all. Can't relate, no. But when I look at the scriptures and how Paul talks about the gifts that God gives us, it's um, these, you know, the gifts are never for ourselves. Mm. The gifts are for the body. They're yeah. for other people. They're for our neighbors. They're for our friends. And it just, it never made sense to me. And, um, and you know, alongside of that, I was doing hair in, in that, that industry where it seemed like people could really easily celebrate uniqueness and creativity. Mm, and yeah. I started getting burdened that, um, you know, the world should not be celebrating people better than the yep. church does. Yep. And I, I had a real hang up with that. And so it kind of did a dig, you know, deep dive into exploring what what does the Bible really say about that? What is this thing in me that wants to shrink when when I should be applauding? And um, and then I think just, you know, by nature being um, a teacher and on, you know, on staff and doing studies here, it was kind of in my nature to um, to write and to learn and to, to begin to hopefully birth something here soon. But again, you know, when we uh, started Refuge, I asked the Lord, you know, Lord, what is my part in this? What does this look like for me? What do you want this to be like for me? And and I felt like He took me to the story with um, in Exodus, and uh, it's when Moses is in the battle and Aaron and her holding up his arms, and I felt like the Lord said, Deanne, your job here is to just be hooray for other people, hold up their arms, and. Um, and I thought, gosh, we can all do that, yeah. you know. And that looks different for all of us. Sometimes holding up the the people's arms around us is we do that through prayer. We do it through 
hospitality. You know, we all do that in different ways. And so um, I knew he just continued to pound uh, or really, you know, give me this this sense of celebration, this theme in my life. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a personality trait. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up a cheerleader. I was, I'm not a seven on the Enneagram, but um, but it's, it's really been learned, I think, out of a, a discontent of what I've seen and what I know to be true yeah. when I look at the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. I, I love your perspective too in in that what you're again, that that theme of celebration being a service. Yeah. That's such a cool perspective. But even some of what you've you've alluded to a couple of times is just how personal it is too, mm-hmm. in the sense of like being seen. Because yeah. I, I think even like, you know, you could look at this is gonna sound almost trite and silly, but like even that story of Aaron and uh, her holding up Moses' arms, they could have just come on, buddy, hold him up. You know, <laughs> yes. you know, just clapping their hands. You can do this, but yes. what did he, what did he actually need? Yes. Help me hold it. Yes. Help me hold the staff up. And yes. so, even in that celebration, is yes. like, it's it's a partnership uh, it of is. going. I'm going to do this with you. I'm yes. going to celebrate what what this task is. Absolutely. So there's even like this overlap of like bearing one another's burdens and this overlap of actually seeing somebody and going, you can do this, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to do it in some cases mm-hmm. with you or alongside you. Or I, I just love that. that I love that. Uniqueness. Yeah. Cause these celebration is relational and, yeah. and we find it's, form in relationship, yep. you know, and celebration being God's idea, you know, this triune God always together, you know, I, I think that's how uh, celebration manifests itself the best way, yeah. yeah, is in relationship with other people. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and even and it even draws out the uniqueness of of the individual too, because yes. I even think of like, well, what can I do? It almost forces a little bit of owning and finding confidence yes. in our strengths to go. Well, I'm going to cheer you on as you do this. Yes, and I can't do that, mm-hmm. but I can do this. Yeah, and so it almost creates this mutuality. That's absolutely. That's really cool. So, and and you've. We, we kind of started going there, but but how, how is this even a group thing? Because one of the things that I've been trying to continue to, to shift my perspective on it when it comes to um, the good news of who Jesus is and what he invites us into is, I, I mean, I grew up at the church mm-hmm. and I grew up in America. And so we've got this highly individualized society that often we filter so much of what we learn at church, what we learn from the Bible and just filter it through what do I need to do? And how does this affect me as a person? Yeah. And not that that isn't there, but I think I don't want to just start, stop there. Yeah. And so what does this look like in more of a communal sense? Yeah. Talk to us about celebrating as groups and that, what, what, what should that look like? I love that. I, I think, well, whenever we're in a group setting, you know, we, we always bring who we are to that place. And so each of us, going back to what Paul says in, in Corinthians about you've been all given gifts and, and celebration is going to look so different on each of us. And I, I love that because we're created so uniquely. And so I think that we we serve out of our gifts in a group as a, what am I trying to say here, Jordan? When we're with each other in a group setting or, um, you know, even by ourselves, I think we have to understand more about who we are and how we're wired. Like, I love what you said. I I can celebrate someone in the way that I know how to do it. Like for you, even helping me with my book cover or, um, you know, just very tangible examples yeah, of yeah. how you can celebrate and serve and be a blessing to someone. And I think for all of us, like, how are we wired? What are the things that we have a bend towards that we can bring uh, bring to people? Like I'm a, I love to write notes and I love to buy gifts. And um, one of our 
uh, we've got some friends who run that the milk bar, and so once a month we just pray about someone that we can we can send the milk this milk bar creation to just cookies and cakes and yeah. whatever and yeah. just say gosh love you thinking about you and yep. I think when our heart is like gosh we want something for you not from you yep. Yep. we can get real creative with um, what that looks like to honor and to bless and to celebrate and um, you know I I guess I have to look at how I celebrate and serve in different aspects of my life. Like what is celebrating my husband look like as a yeah. wife? What is celebrating look like to me as a parent or as a friend, as a boss? There's so many avenues, hats that we wear that, that, oh my gosh, there's so much opportunity for celebration. Yeah. And, uh, but we've got to be intentional, right? Or it goes back to what we we're saying, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And um, I wonder if that's just our natural, where we're going to gravitate yep. to if we're not intentional, if we're not yep. thinking about how to intentionally bless and clap and celebrate. And um, so so for me, I guess I, I think I have this filter with what avenue, what lane am I in today mm. and who how and who am I going to celebrate? And, you know, it's probably going to look the same. I'm Like I said, I'm going to write notes. I'm going to buy gifts. I'm going to send cards. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that maybe what you're, maybe you were going a different direction there. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking worship is of course of group activity or did I bomb that question? Or how, how <laughs> we do, you need to re-ask it. You didn't bomb it. <laughs> I think, what I really like about that is is you've made it tangible for for people who go, I'm not outgoing. I'm not naturally yeah. like thoughtful with my gifts, which yes. is me. Like I'm not yeah. like somebody who's like, you know what I should do? I should get this person. They mentioned this book like six weeks ago. Yeah. And you know, that just doesn't happen for me naturally. Yeah. But to view some of the the ways that I could go, oh, I can I can help improve something that yes. you've done and put like my, my little tiny thumbprint on it. And if it makes your thing if it helps you feel like you're farther along, that's me celebrate. Like, oh, that's great. I can do that. Yeah. Like, and so I love that tangibility. Yeah, that's of that's really good because I do think we think of celebration when more forms of parties or um yeah, but but I think yeah, we're really encouraged to use our voices and our gifts and our finances to celebrate in all kinds of ways. Yeah. And um yeah, even for our staff, you know, we've got a gift budget. So every month we're just prayerful about a gift that we can give one of our guys and celebrate the work that they're doing. Yeah. How can we honor them? How can we serve them? And yeah, but anything we're learning, we have to practice. So I love what you're saying. Yeah. And, and if we, we're not intentional, we're not going to put it into practice. And uh, we get good at the things that we practice. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's awkward. Sometimes yeah, it's like for sure. Stumble around yep. a little yep. bit. Yep. Yep. Sometimes <laughs> try to encourage someone. It comes out sideways yep. for sure. Yeah. Done absolutely. that a million times. Um, yeah. So I think what I I would like to draw out of you. How do we? How does it extend beyond the individual? Okay. In the sense of how does our celebration become something that creates better community or you know, as, as we think of even like your comment, uh, which I agree with, is that sometimes the church is not the place that you see joy and not the place right. you see people celebrating. You see collectively more comparison yeah. or more competition yeah. that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So then what does it look like as when when we do this right? Yeah. How does that become something that's like, oh, they're do how do we do this together? I yeah, guess? that's really good. I see what you're saying. I, I think anything we do is 
overflow. <laughs> and mm, I think yeah, we've got yeah. to get it in our own hearts and our yep. own lives so yep. that whatever environment we step into, we bring that with us. And if we don't understand, kind of going back to the basics, um, identity, honor, service, humility, uh, there'll be no overflow for that to spill yeah. over with other people. But, but yeah, I think if we have a lot of people like really growing in their identity and understanding the Word of God, then when we come into environments or backyard barbecues or, um, yeah, those type of things, like, I, I think it does become an overflow where we get a model to other people what this looks like, how to be generous with yeah. our words. Yep. You know, Asher and Ruby picked this up because they listen to us and we model it all the time. You know, we we model what generosity looks like with our words and our gifts and our, our living and our finances. And it's uncomfortable um, a lot of times. Like, you know, wh why do we have to live here? Why do we have to do this? Well, because we're giving our lives to serving, to celebrating people. And um, and that's uncomfortable and it's costly. Uh, but, but I think it when we understand the heart of God, then it does become overflowing yeah. in the environments we step into. I... Um, yeah, it's so interesting, Jordan, because I think social media and there's so many, you know, um, Barner research, all these kinds of things now that talk about how people are more isolated than ever. Right. And um, I think as the church becomes more loving and more celebratory, I think it will draw people out in a, in a new way and in a different way. I don't, I mean, it is a blessing to watch church from my living room. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but celebration really, it, it is a corporate thing, like you said, and we have to be face to face with people mm -hmm. to really be able to honor and serve and, and celebrate yeah. a while. Well, and even yeah. to, to be seen, I, I even think yeah. about some of the things like one of the, Mark Johnson, who's on staff here, and I, He's one of the most encouraging people yes. in the world. But one of the things that's so unique about Mark's encouragement is it's not it's not like low hanging fruit encouragement. Yeah. It's always like it's not like nice shoes, you, right? It's always like <laughs> how did he even notice that in that like quick wow. moment? Like it's always that's these so good finely placed that just it makes you feel so it mm -hmm. makes you feel seen and celebrated. Like yeah. wow, you saw that in me, yeah, and you brought that out, and then you spoke it into being. And yes. sometimes it's something you didn't even notice you were doing. Yeah, you know, it's like oh. Wow, th thank you. That's Yeah. I think we can all get it. better at that. Is it that good? Yeah. We could because we gravitate we gravitate towards people like that, Absolutely. right? That yeah. um I've got a friend like that. I always tell people she's like a professional confetti thrower. Whenever you're around her, you just feel like, "Whoa, like <laughs> someone's throwing you a party because she's so observant. Yep. She's so generous with her words right. and right. um yeah, when I'm around people like that, it makes me really like want to go to another level. Gosh, I want people right. to feel like that when they leave my presence. Yes. And yep. and I, again, I think it's something we have to practice with Asher and Ruby. We used to have this thing called Celebration Sundays. And um, I mean, you could do it any day of the week you want, but Sunday we'd just pick a person and yeah. we'd say, gosh, let's just, let's just cheer and clap for them this week. What'd you see him do that blessed you? Asher, I really loved when you helped Ruby load the dishes, yeah. even though it wasn't your night to yep. load, you know, yep. and we just affirm and applaud yep. and, um, and, you know, we got, we have to practice it and they have to understand it too. And it's that thing we talked about when it would be Asher's turn, Ruby would, you know, get sad and frustrated and well, what do you see in me? You know, it's yeah. just our yeah. nature to, gosh, you're building him up. I want to feel like right. that, but but yeah, we, it's it's something we have to intentionally carve out and, and start to practice yeah. for sure. So that's that's a great segue because I would ask you what what does this look like as you've you said you weren't naturally bent toward this. Yeah. So then 
now here you are. Yeah. And how has it shifted your daily life? What have you had to, what are some of the practices? And yeah. you shared some yeah. that like, you know, you've made it a calendar element where yes. it's like on Sundays we will yes. do this, which I think is so helpful, <laughs> you know, like, and because if you don't put it on the calendar, sometimes it's just not going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I put our date nights on the calendar because it. it's like, if I don't put it there, I'm just. <laughs> she ain't happening. <laughs> exactly. So, but, but what are some other things that, that you've had to tangibly put into practice mm-hmm. that maybe you could challenge or encourage us in to say, hey, here's some ways that have helped me who's not naturally bent toward this begin to be overflowing celebration and overflowing Absolutely. I think for us, probably one of the biggest things we had to do was um, we had to create a budget for it. You know, celebration yeah. is, it's costly. And again, it doesn't have to be costly just on your finances. It can cost us our time or, you know, other things, but um, our comfort for sure. But for us, we really needed to car- start to carve out a budget to send gifts to people. And, um, you know, as people... We have to pay attention to what they're saying and the things they want. We had a gal helping us out babysitting, and um, and she needed to borrow a backpack or a fanny pack the other day. And she said, oh, gosh, I really wanted to buy one from you know this one place, but I didn't have time before I left. And as soon as she left with the kids, I got online. I picked it out. I ordered it for her. And just, just – but, you know, we have to – create room in our right. pocketbooks for that kind of thing. Yep. Otherwise it's like, oh man, I wish I could get her something yeah. like that. She would yep. really appreciate that. Yep. But <laughs> but but to have a tangible gift, you know, and and that's just because that's important to me. For some people, they're great at cooking or um, mm. having people over. And I I think just like you're saying, we gotta pencil that in to ask you know, get that on the calendar just to to make a meal for someone or to bring a meal to someone. Man, I was just thinking about you guys. You said that it's been a busy week. It's been a busy month. And I just wanted to do something to bless you. So dinner's on me tonight or, you know, yeah. what's your favorite restaurant? I'm going to call that in for you. And I, I think what we're bent towards, we should lean into that and use that really to build up and be a blessing to other people. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. So I'm gonna we're gonna wrap up our conversation. Okay. Deanne, thank you so oh much my for gosh, your time. My pleasure. And I would I would finish with what's one thing that you would challenge people toward to begin this this whole idea mm-hmm. and to step into it. And I mean that could be so wide on the spectrum. Yeah, that's widespread for it, sure. It is. But maybe there's is there something? Maybe it's memorizing that verse, or yeah. maybe maybe there's a perspective. Like it's a large question, but maybe there's even something that for you you felt like the Lord whispered this to you. And so that's obviously a, a paradigm shift yes. when that happens. Yeah. But was there something that just also helped it just click to where yeah. it was like, not only have you had this shift, but then it was like, this sounds so weird, but like you adopted it. And it's like, now this is part of yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is, it, it is there landed. something that, yeah, it landed. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think, um, <laughs> well, you know, going back to the beginning in the garden, to, I think to overcome anything is to come at it in the opposite spirit. And so if comparison or unhealthy competition is the thing that's kind of getting at us, then the way to come you know, attack that as it were, is to come at it in the opposite spirit. And so we're going to celebrate and we're going to applaud and we're going to cheer. And yeah, I definitely uh, struggled with that with the gal on, um, on staff that I worked with and, you know, God's redeemed all that now and, and it's been great, but for sure there was a season where, um, you know, you're trying to find your way and what gift 
fits me and what doesn't and what all those kind of things. And so um, so for me, I, I knew that I had to make applause and celebration a practice yeah. to really overcome that. I would say this, though. When you first asked me the question, I went back to the Shunammite woman and, uh, in Second Kings 4. And if you don't know the story, you, you got to read it because it's so incredible. But um, it, it just says in one of the versions that she took notice of the man of God. And I think if you could just get before the Lord this week and say, Lord, help me to take notice. Yeah. Help me to have eyes to see someone. And, and He'll do it. You know, there's so many people that need your notice. They yep. need our notice, yep. you know. And um, yeah, and then... You know, the Holy Spirit's so creative. <laughs> There's going to be all kinds of ways that as you take notice, yeah. you can put something into action. Yep. Uh, yeah, we've all got all kinds of different needs, but um, that's what I would say. This week, would you just ask the Lord to take, who can you take notice of? And um, of course, you know, let's let's get into Scripture. And, and let's, <laughs> I, I love in Romans when it says that, that we don't want to conform to the patterns of the world, but yep. be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And celebration is a mindset, and mm -hmm. our minds have got to get renewed around this idea of um, service and honor and celebrating. I just, back to Saul and David, you know, we don't want to be a people that are either chasing someone or on the run from someone, but uh, but to come underneath to serve and to honor. So yeah, get get in the word and and renew your minds for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. And that that even to me functions in 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 a way where we can we don't use this word very often because it's kind of confusing, but like it's it's even what we like to think of in the prophetic where you're, you're seeing mm -hmm. like potential in someone yes, and you're drawing that out. And yes. that's kind of what celebration is doing. Absolutely. Where it's, hey, I see this great thing in you yeah, and I want to celebrate that. Yes. And speak to it and, and grow it up. And grow it up. Yes. And because, because, you know, yes. and with parenting too, we see this all the time is that, or I've heard this a lot, I should say, is is that, you know, you, you want to reward the, the behavior that's great, not just not just diminish mm -hmm. the, the bad behavior. Yes. And it's so much more effective when you celebrate the good behavior. Yes. But, you know, to begin to build that muscle of, hey, I want it. I want, I see this great thing. In yes. You. I want to celebrate this great thing. Absolutely. In you. Just, it just and feels fan so. It into flame. Yes. It feels so. Yeah. I think of the word accountability, which is really to give account for our abilities and I, I think as we're around people and we see a gift, I mean, gosh, Jordan, I remember, you know, when you used to get up in high school ministry and give like a, a God thought, yeah. you know, and it was probably felt so like, oh, intimidating yeah, and so hard. Fun. It was 30 <laughs> seconds to 60 seconds yeah. long. Yeah. And now I watch you teach and hmm, <laughs> I just get choked up. It's amazing how God has stirred that gift in you, you know, and um, for the people who know you and are around you that you get to give an account for your abilities and we get to stand back and go like, wow, like look what God's done yeah. and look what he's doing and um, and just applaud that is an incredible thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, and, and what, mm -hmm. what it also, like that, this idea, like it's, this, it's a big ideal, but that sounds so much more fun. Yes. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, like when you think about like yeah. people coming together and going like, well, how great is this? And how great is this guy? Yes. And how great is this gal? And how, look at what she did. Like, yes. that sounds like Yeah. And who doesn't want to be in that right. kind of environment yes. and live in that kind of culture where it's yes. like, 
Yes, it feels like, yeah. And having stories and, <laughs> and history of, oh, remember when so-and-so? And yeah. That, that just, it seems so much more like, oh, yeah, that feels a lot more like the kingdom that Jesus came yes. to bring about. Absolutely. Is that. So let's, uh, yeah. let's I think Christians aren't maybe, yeah, I think we've got a lot more fun to be had. Yes. That's for sure. Yes. And I think this is a stepping stone to get us there. Party hats and slaps on the back and for sure. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Deanne. This Thanks, has been great. Jordan. To find out more about the series threads that inspired this conversation, head to faithchapel.cc slash threads. There you can find different resources, blog posts, and even a digital art gallery surrounding the series. There will be more conversations on the way. I'm excited to explore and dialogue with different thinkers, authors, and artists. As always, if you have questions or thoughts, you can email us at podcast at faithchapel.cc. Mm-hmm.